What? <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Phoebe just moaned. She just went. Uh. <laughs> Relatable. As soon as we started it. What a week. What a week. First of all, we're filming in a new location. Yeah, so if it's a bit... We moved. If we moved again, no, just joking. Um, if it's a bit echoey, it's because we're in the office. I just didn't feel comfortable going in Skylar's room quite yet, even though he's sitting six less than six feet away from me. Uh, yeah, and if you mm. missed last week's episode, Skylar had COVID. Do you think so, anybody listened to that episode? Yeah, there was a, like over almost 200 people, I think, that listened to that episode. Did they really? They really did. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know how we always say we can't remember like episodes? Uh-huh. I legitimately have no memory. We didn't talk about anything, that's why. Oh, okay. It was absolutely nothing. <laughs> we had to do it over Zoom. Because we were quarantined and we were in separate parts of the house. And yeah, it was only like a 45 minute. Anyways, um, we're feeling confident. We're feeling good that, you know, you're no Mm. longer infected. But just to be safe, I don't want to go into the quarantine room. You want to go into the hazard zone? Yeah, like I just think it would be a good idea to. When you film videos in here with like the echoing, I know you said a microphone, but. Is that the only solution for when you're filming videos to have that microphone plugged in? I mean, I used this microphone. I guess we'll see you when we play back the audio how <laughs> how bad it is. Uh, this room's pretty I, full, so it should be fine. Yeah, I feel like the biggest difference between my room and your and uh, this office and your room is that yours has carpet. So I know the carpet helps to like mm-hmm. take a lot of the echo away. So this has hardwood floors. Anyways, Speaking you get what you of get. Which. Speaking of which. I'm Skylar. And I'm Sammy. Welcome to the Speaking of Which podcast. What's what's on the docket for today, Mr. Hayes? So we've got something extremely random. <laughs> but oh, don't we? Um, yeah. But you know um, what was super weird about like me being locked away in my room for that week? I don't even think I talked about it on the podcast last week because well, if I did, no recollection. Hayes was in a haze. Hayes was in a haze. And I did like some really like quiet spiritual meditation time. And it was actually a really great week for me, like spiritually. Okay, right? that's the most Virgo thing I've ever heard. I, know, I, like, I so I'm, relate to that. Like I if like, I had to go into quarantine in my bedroom alone, I'd be like, this is all I've ever wanted. This is all I've ever wanted. However, I did miss people a lot sooner than I thought. Libra Moon problems. Oh, yeah. And then, like, a few days in, I was like, I miss humans. (laughs) (laughs) Well, humans didn't miss you. They didn't miss me. (laughs) But you're here. And so I did a lot of, like, playing the tarot cards. It's weird. um, I was not feeling really well enough to, like, interpret them. But it's actually just comforting to shuffle them and lay them out and look at them. And not even think about it. Didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, I mean, that's... Part of the fun about tarot and having a few different decks, I mean, I'm not like encouraging you to go out and buy every single deck, but it's fun to have different decks so that you can look at the artwork and the different ways that cards are mm-hmm. interpreted. Like it's fun. It's just fun to look at. Yeah. It's fun to shuffle. It's comforting to shuffle. Were there decks that you were more drawn to using than others? Fluffy ones. Uh-huh. Like big, fluffy, like hug ones, especially the guy in tarot. The guy in tarot. And uh, I actually trimmed these borders myself. You can tell. Like this. This past week? Or? No, um, I trimmed this when we lived in North Lawn. Oh, okay. So I trimmed this, like, feels like years ago. Yeah. And I bought a quarter rounder off Amazon, you know, like where uh-huh. you clip the corners into uh-huh. a round edge. Oh, wait, I think I remember you doing that. It was a fucking Weren't mess. Were you going to edge it or something, too? Yes, or no? I was going to edge it, and, and you were I like, edged no. one card, I think. And and you can't even tell which one. No. <laughs> they all look, it's they lost all look the in same. a sea of unevened borders. So I've literally accomplished nothing in years. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> so um, did you have anything you wanted to report? But basically, I thought, listeners... Um, I feel like uh, a lot of people could relate potentially to, especially if people are freaking catching COVID and like mm-hmm. in their rooms alone mm-hmm. and they want to be spiritual. Um, I was still just as spiritually fulfilled doing nothing, but just being in the spiritual mindset and just feeling connected and not actually doing anything. And mm-hmm. it felt, felt nice. Nice. So like, I feel like if people feel like pressured or something, like, you know, if you're sick and you have all this time, you're like, I might as well get some spiritual work done. Yeah. You know, you might feel like you need to get something specific done, like read a specific book or something. I don't know. I didn't feel like I needed to do that. And I feel like I came out pretty solid. So if anyone needed to hear that. Solid? (laughs) I don't know. But you're here. I'm here. You survived. 
Also, hey. the Sims 4 expansion packs are all 50% off right now. <laughs> Sorry. I, <laughs> I just got an ad. Wait, are you plugging that? Like, are you doing it? Today's episode is sponsored by EA. No, it absolutely is not. I wish it was. Feel free to suppo- sponsor us, EA. But, uh... I was going to say feel free to suppository. <laughs> So while I was so. laying in bed with brain fog, uh-huh. uh, I had the thought about um, intelligence. Okay. And <laughs> like the well, use... there's so many funny things to say to that, but I'll just <laughs> hold my tongue. And I know. Let you go ahead. I know. We've talked on the podcast before about how we both identify as smart, which is. <laughs> <laughs> Which but is I so mean, fucking cringe and ridiculous. I was trying to tell somebody yesterday, I'm going to interrupt you for a second, because, like, we were trying to help Jessica move some furniture and stuff out of her house yesterday, and uh, our friend <laughs> our friend Patton was there, and we were talking to him, and we were talking about, like, which Hogwarts house everybody was in, and, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty good at, like, telling people what house they're in, and... He's like, what house am I in? And I was like, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn on that and everything. And then he's like, what house are you in? And what house is George in? I was like, well, George and I are both Ravenclaws. He's like, what does that mean? And why? I was like, basically <laughs> we're know-it-alls. And he goes, mm, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah. So anyways. So you can relate to that. We identify as smart. As <clears throat> know-it-alls, but yeah. And I was just interested in the link between intelligence and spirituality and the mm. link between intelligence and religious religiosity. Okay. And so Oh, the f- religiosity. religiosity. He's, he's had quarantine smarts. And I've got quarantine smarts. And <laughs> you know what's... Uh, I've read online about like having coronavirus and even once you're fully healed, you still have this weird brain fog that's kind of over your consciousness. Okay. And I've definitely kind of felt that, just like this slowness mm-hmm. to me. And, like, I'll be reading something and I'll comprehend nothing, which isn't totally out of the ordinary. Yeah, I was going to say, mm. <laughs> but it's way worse. Like, I'll be driving and I'll be placebo. like, where I'm... am I going? Yeah. You know, weird <laughs> stuff. So I found this really interesting cringe article for all of us. It's called The Relationship Between Religiousness Slash Spirituality and Psychometric Intelligence in the United States, specifically. Mm-hmm. And it kind of took a look at, um, it just did a random sampling of people and it narrowed it down or whatever. So it took a big chunk of people that identified as devoutly Christian. One group of people that were basically devoutly just strictly spiritual. I guess maybe yeah. someone like you or I, or right? Like, or ag- just agnostic, spiritual. Or maybe like agnostic. Yeah, something or like, like that. Something. On the line. Yeah. And then a group of strictly atheist people. Okay. The atheist and the uh, spiritual people were kind of on par. Mm-hmm. But significantly lower... And like on the IQ portion was people that identified as religious, and this and it, it's just weird to see the stats. It said um, so multivariate analysis of covariance. Oh my god, all this lingo, guys. Sorry. Oh so controlling for Dumb age. Dumb for us non-quarantine smarties. And I did want to point out that this study did control for age, gender, education, and socioeconomic status. That's good. So that's it, a lot of that's a lot of things to control. So it took into account. Um, you know, the economic situation that people grew up in, um, gender, age, and the, le- and the level of education that they got. So it's not like they only sampled Christians that didn't graduate from high school. Mm, you know, like yeah. they, they, they took into account all of these things. Interesting. And they indicated that IQ, store, IQ scores were lowest for religious-only participants and highest for neither religious nor spiritual participants. Furthermore, IQ scores were significantly lower for Catholic participants. <laughs> <laughs> Imogen's out there ah! just falling unconscious compared to both atheist and agnostic participants. Discussion of these findings slash relationships to previous theoretical and empirical work, limitations of the present study, blah, 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 are provided. So it did give go on to discuss the limitations of the, of the study and like why certain things may have happened. Yeah. But I thought that was really interesting that... Um, and why do you think that is? I... Th- there is so many reasons mm-hmm. that I think... Like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind that would be, like, one of the biggest When it comes to specifically or... being religious, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that being religious necessarily cuts you off from science and intellect, but you do start to fall into a pattern where it doesn't really matter how the world is. Mm-hmm. 
because you, the world is already a certain way. Like mm-hmm. God is the creator of the universe. I follow mm-hmm. him and it, nothing else really matters mm-hmm. in that grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to an IQ test, I just feel like religious people, but also because they were using IQ tests, which mm-hmm. aren't like, you know, it's not like they were testing emotional intelligence or street smarts or anything. Right. This no, is no, just, no, no. Right. And it was... Uh, and this episode is not like here to just yeah. dog on Catholics. It's just, <laughs> it's just an interesting topic. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> so- but I knew... I think people know that. It's just yeah, worth... No. It's worth saving our ass and saying. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Out loud. But and ahead. so I just... The, the priorities are different, and maybe the things that they study and read just don't lend themselves to that same intelligence quotient. That yeah, feels- I think that's true. I think you'll find someone who's like a devout Catholic mm-hmm. more like, you so and I wanting could potentially to, like, take an IQ test and be dumb as fuck, you know? Like, <laughs> speak who for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I feel like... The first thing that comes to my mind is more so, and this wouldn't really count for Catholics who are still open to other possibilities of things. Like this would be someone who is identifying as like religious and Mm -hmm. Catholic and really not open to any other interpretation. But there are plenty of Catholics or even Christians or other people who identify as... Christians are the same thing. So I don't know really why they... That's true. To me, they are the same, but they're not the same. Mm -hmm. And I feel like everyone is aware that they're not the same. Everyone's aware that there's like slight differences. There is, I feel like big differences. (laughs) If you're identifying as Catholic versus Christian, there is a big shift. I feel like that occurs Mm -hmm. between those. It's a little more structured identifications, and And neither are good nor bad. They just are what they are. But But what about people like us still scoring less on intelligence quotients as opposed to atheists? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So I was just going to say, I feel like the first thing that comes to my mind is the fact that I think people who identify as religious or Catholic of some some nature, again, it could be religious but not Mm -hmm. Catholic, but let's just use Catholic as an example. I do feel like it is more limiting because again like you said like you're limiting to knowledge or uh education in other areas because you're just really trying to soak up and live by the structures and rules mm-hmm. of like your by God's religion holy word. yeah exactly <laughs> like there is and there's a lot of benefits and beauty in that as well mm-hmm. but if you're talking about like taking in other ideas, other philosophies, other, you know, expanding your mind and openness to, you know, thinking about things in a different way. Like the whole, a lot of religious Mm -hmm. beliefs are... Don't necessarily, yeah. Yeah, it's more so like finding a way of taking that and turning it back into the word that fits their, you know, fits their structure. Mm -hmm. Again, there's a lot of power and benefits to religious you know, uh, yeah. understandings and, and lifestyles, except I would think in the context of like IQ and mm-hmm. overall intelligence and like education, it can feel quite limiting if it's very rigid in its belief systems. In my opinion, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's why I feel like someone who's either identifying as some sort of spiritual agnostic or even atheist, like they're going to be more open to, soaking up any type of information they can because why mm-hmm. the fuck not like, maybe their mind bends just kind of in a different way that's yeah. measured by an iq test and i've never taken an actual actual iq test yeah. where you like go for eight hours somewhere mm-hmm. and take this test so i don't really know what types of I questions feel like are you would it. do like subpar and the only reason why mm-hmm. is because you would stress out so much mm-hmm. that you would panic and that's yeah, I get, why I panic. you like, I feel like your your IQ would, would be would higher than what <laughs> you would fucking score because you'd have, a like, anxiety attack. Also, I was wondering, because I didn't get to read the whole story, the whole article, because it, it's, it's an actual scholarly article. You have to pay 40 bucks to read the whole wow. thing. So I, so I only got the abstract. So I bet, Interesting. You, I bet you they go into some more detail that I'm not going to be familiar with. Yeah. But uh, I did think it was interesting to think that maybe people that are atheists tend to just be more quote-unquote intellectual in the first place you know because like they're more attracted to math and science and those interesting and when you're more attracted to those fields you tend to you know when you join like that math and science scholarship Mm -hmm. god typically is not something that's super yeah favorable or prevalent in those circles obviously there's exceptions to the rule but when i was living in college station and the math like uh 
the mathematics department brought in a bunch of like mathematicians for this mm-hmm. big engineering thing. Hot. It was hot. Yeah. And so I got to meet a bunch of these mathematics we, guys, I and we were we were sitting in the lobby, and we were all talking. And somehow the like the spirituality came up, and they were just so not that they were mm-hmm. like the way they talked about it. First of all, it was like very like nose up at it mm-hmm. type situation. I was like, okay, whatever. And uh, and I was wondering if just surrounding yourself in that environment, you know, like it's just like yeah. all of these weird factors that have come into play when it comes to like intelligence and like spirituality and just like the way that we can kind of measure like Mm -hmm. obviously there are outliers Mm -hmm. like it's possible the smartest person in the world is religious it's also so interesting because i don't know exactly what the studies are for like iq and things like autism Mm -hmm. because like what an iq test would measure or even like what an intelligence test would measure like what it's measuring is standardized intelligence and like i just i think things mathematics and pattern finding i think yeah and i feel like some of the most genius people living on earth have things like autism or you know some sort of maybe um, what would seem as like a disability, but like mm-hmm. the, the things that they specialize in, like, okay, there's a girl, um, I can't remember what her name is on TikTok. She's like really into bugs and she talks about autism all the time. She has to wear like noise canceling headphones because she gets really overstimulated super easily. And people send her packages of like dried dead bugs and she gets like super cute and like overstimulated. She has this like swing cocoon thing and like, I don't know how she would take a regular IQ test. I don't know mm-hmm. how high she would score, but she's extremely intelligent and knowledgeable on the things that she specializes in and that she's, you know, mm-hmm. she's interested in. I saw another TikTok the other day of like a child. I don't know. He couldn't have been more than maybe 12. And he, he obviously had some sort of learning i want to say disability i don't know exactly which one i think there was a hashtag on the video that said autism but i don't know and he was singing this like song that seemed like it was for like a Mm three-year-old and he was coloring this picture with like um what looked like oil pastels and it was like this lion and it was insane watching this child create this beautiful image of a lion that like some adults would never dream of being able to create Mm -hmm. and like you can just tell that this child's mind worked in a different way than other people's do with the way that he saw the colors and the patterns Mm -hmm. again if that child became an adult and had to take an iq test you know religion aside how how would they score so i know that this you know you said this like took into effect like a lot of different things but i think it's just interesting also if we're talking about like intelligence and tracking Mm -hmm. intelligence like there's so many different forms of intelligence i also read also that iq tests specifically were invented for like white men yeah or like that's that's like the interesting uh, standardized yeah. like, message. So basically, like a yeah, lot because they didn't give a shit about how smart women were. It was no. like how well they cooked and made babies, right? So I know that there's some problems with IQ tests, but I mean, it's just uh, you know, it's standard, right? Yeah. So it's just like mathematical questions. So I just think it's interesting that we are t- statistically worse at math and science. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we always like to tear apart, like whatever mm-hmm. subject you bring up, like that's part of the fun is to kind of tear, tear apart, it apart or like just to dissect different mm-hmm. like sections of what it's So I found up. another article that not kind of contradicted it, okay, which cool. I thought we could jump into now that we've kind of been tearing it apart. Yeah. And it's actually comes out of Tehran, Iran. Um, and it's called The Relationship Between Spiritual Intelligence and Emotional Intelligence with Performance of Female Nurses in Tabriz Hospitals in 2018. That is quite a title. Quite a fucking title. <laughs> it's, it's like a study, Okay, that's like right? me trying to summarize something into a title. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe we could have narrowed that down to Spiritual Intelligence of Female Nurses or Yeah, something. literally. So they were um, kind of... Uh, they went to this hospital and they were trying to find what makes a nurse kind efficient good at her job and instead of measuring their job or is it just strictly it was just looking at nurses 
Okay, but nurses can be men. So we're talking about female nurses or just nurses oh, in general. The way that the article was written, it made it sound like it was just women. Okay. Um, maybe because it's in Iran, I don't know exactly how Is it there works. Some sort of gender. Yeah, or... I don't know how okay. it works there, but it yep. did mention that it was women. Okay. Because it said like the female p- participants, so like it just okay. was measuring. Female nurse, people that identify as people that identify as female female nurses in Iran. Okay, cool, got it. In Tehran, Iran, and or I mean, it was in Tabriz, but the study took place in Tehran. It's all very confusing. It's fine. We got it now. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure, like, what, like, were guys. Anyways, keep going. So there was uh, something really interesting that it said. So it said, based on the results of the study, it can be concluded that nurses' performance can be enhanced through spiritual intelligence and emotional intelligence. Sounds like taking like a spiritual Viagra. Yeah. Having emotional and spiritual intelligence skills helps improve nursing performance and the equality of services among patients. Hence, hospital managers should take the required measures for promoting the emotional and spiritual intelligence of nurses. And that's something interesting because obviously Iranian culture is way different than here. I kind of zoned out. You you read it a little fast and you lost me. I don't know what you just read. So basically, um, the conclusion was, was that if you are the manager of a hospital, Mm -hmm. it's in your best interest to promote like spirituality and emotional intelligence with your nurses because you'll get a better outcome. Then what? Like than if they weren't book religious. Smart? Oh, okay. It, it, this one wasn't taking into account book smart for some reason. It was just saying like who is the most efficient nurse and who does the best. And not it's not about a, what they know. And it's, it's not about what they, what they believe. Know. It's not about what they know. It's about what they're accomplishing. Like what nurse has the best outcome? You know, what mm-hmm. nurse is the best on the staff? And we're not measuring how smart she is. Who's actually doing the best out here? Interesting. And the girls that were doing the best were the girls that had the highest emotional and spiritual intelligence skills. Hmm. How, I thought that was interesting. So, I mean, <laughs> the smartest nurse wasn't necessarily the best nurse. I, I mean, that might... Weird, right? No, it's not to me. No, it's not at all because, I mean, I always find it... I don't know how to get into this because I don't have any, like, actual facts to back it up with kind of mm-hmm. thing, but... I've just always felt like there is a certain level of intuition and spirituality that whether you say you're spiritual or not, that you have to have to be good in the medical field. Like your empathy or your understanding of people's emotional needs and well-being is a really big part of helping people Mm -hmm. and i'm thinking specifically to like women in the like labor unit and how back before there was real like nurses and doctors that you know you mean like the village midwife would show up with a shovel and a hot rag honestly (laughs) yeah and the spiritual net like if I if I was thinking about being in and like let's say I was giving birth right and mm-hmm. I had like a super intelligible doctor but like had zero spiritual mm-hmm. like bones in their body but I had a nurse uh, or a midwife of some sort that like had you know enough knowledge, with the goddess every enough, night <laughs> no, enough knowledge that it would get it by get her by mm-hmm. but really knew how to help coach me through something like that medically like i feel like i would pick the one that had the subpar intellect but like the emotional capacity to like help guide me through guide it. me through that or like a very painful like you know, someone who's doing like a, well, I guess that's not really, I remember we had that episode where everything came back to like brain, open brain surgery or something yeah. like that. I guess for something like that, I think maybe I would want the you, more you don't intelligible want the, You don't doctor. want the girl that communes with the goddess. I don't want her like licking her surgery. finger. I don't want her like licking her finger and just like swirling it around in my brain. Just but, like, intuitively finding where, yeah, where it's like, wrong. My arm's like hitting me in the face. No, I mean like I'm just thinking about you know, if I had something, I've had doctors or nurses that have come in and given me very little information, but said the right things and mm-hmm. looked at me in a way that like gave me the comfort or the knowledge that like, if I don't have the information now that I will. And there's doctors that have come in and said like mumbo jumbo facts and like, here's this and that, and here's this prescription and here's the technicality for this. But like, it was cold and it felt like it was rigid. And I, I know everyone knows what I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like having 
a balance. You don't have to be like, I like am so spiritual. Yeah. But you also, I feel you like don't want you can't robot. be like, yeah, you can't be like. Remember that? Um, remember when I had that phantom pain over my spleen? And I thought I was going to die. Mm. And so I went to a gastroenterologist. No, because you have stuff like that all the time. I just literally... <laughs> but that was the first time I'd gone to like a doctor. And I was like, oh my God, something's really actually wrong. And I'm not just hallucinating it. I know something's wrong. You know? And what'd they say? Well, they never found what was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so for all we wrong. know, it could be slowly killing me as we speak. Okay. But that doctor I had was the best doctor I've ever had. Um, can't remember her name. But mm. I, she was... You could just tell by speaking with her that she was smart as balls. Mm -hmm. You know, she was just knew her shit. Yeah. Like, I did not question what she said. I was like, this is someone who knows what they're talking about. And they had, like, intuition and mm -hmm. empathy. Yep. And they were like, I'm willing to, you know, like, this is what the logic says. But, mm -hmm. you know, like, how do you feel? Like, let me yeah. see how I feel, you know? Yeah. And I was like... <clears throat> This is the best of both fucking worlds. Yeah. You know, this person has it all. Yeah. And I really trusted them to, because they're the ones that put that microscope down my stomach mm -hmm. and like we're looking around in there. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being like, I really trust this person to like intuitively look around in there yeah. and see what the hell's going on, even if she's not sure. You yeah. Know? And it was just amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, first of all, we need more doctors like that mm -hmm. and not the ones that just suck and don't tell you what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I, I just... Thinking of, um... Like, what... And I think it also comes down to, like, what you think intelligence is. I think mm -hmm. we think intelligence is having empathy and compassion and spiritual mindset because that's what we are. That's what we and see so as And so we see as smart what we are. And so we <laughs> want that mirrored back in other people. Like, I find intelligence mm -hmm. really sexy when I find somebody being able to read a room versus getting all of the Jeopardy questions right, which is also very hot, by the way. But you Get know, you like, a man like, who can do both. <laughs> or woman. <laughs> but I feel like if I had to pick between somebody who, you know, scored high on IQ tests or got all the questions right to Jeopardy or somebody that could, like, read a room and understand everybody's body language and mm -hmm. really understand, like, read between the lines of things, you know, I mean... Basically, would I rather date a Virgo or a Scorpio? I'd rather date a Scorpio, clearly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I feel like, yeah, I'm, I like, mm -hmm. and I find people smart who have a spiritual way about them, even if they don't identify mm -hmm. as spiritual. Because, like, this article points out that the smart girls were not as helpful. <laughs> <laughs> It was our fellow dummies running around <laughs> <laughs> there saving the fucking day. All right, fine. So we're no longer identifying as smart. We're identifying no, as After reading spiritual. this article, I'm identifying as a dumb spiritual girl because I'm the I'm most helpful girl. Dumb ever. spiritual nurse. I'm a dumb spiritual Doctor. nurse. And I just thought, like, the, I mean, and like you said, it makes sense. These um, nurses that identified as, like, spiritual had more incentive to care about in the individual, yeah. not that someone that was an eighth, obviously. Yeah, me as a nurse, doctor. I don't know what a scalpel is, but my tarot deck says that the star <laughs> card means they'll just be fine. Leave them how they <laughs> Leave are. Leave them be. I'm so hot. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what did I click? So, um, what was I gonna fucking say? I just should we pull a tarot deck, our card from our tarot deck, to find out what our spiritual nurse name is oh my god yeah okay you go first what deck are you playing with i'm using the guy in tarot and i'll shuffle mine now i'm using the new disney villains tarot deck what is my spiritual nurse name and what kind of spiritual nurse am i <laughs> <laughs> lightning the, no, the tower <laughs> i'm the nurse that says this doesn't look good sweet <laughs> yeah you're the one that comes in and says sorry it's terminal <laughs> <laughs> but at least I think. But at least. At least you're hot, babe. No, at, at least <laughs> you'll go out sexy. At least you'll go out sexy, babe. So yes, everyone, as Your a nurse, as a spiritual lighting. nurse, I would be the tower. And in fact, this implies that I have no intuition. <laughs> you're just I, ripping cords out of people's arms. I'm just running you're, around you're, causing havoc. You're just like taking fucking. 
fucking adrenaline shots. Like, you're fucking taking those, what are those called? Those, like, EpiPens mm-hmm. and just stabbing patients in the throat. I'm having a full breakdown on the guy. <laughs> you are chaos in the... I'm Nurse Chaos. You're literally the person in the fucking ER room that they're like, who, where did she come from? Who hired her? Who hired her? You're just, like, throwing things inside the body. Oh All right, my. here's my nurse name. Oh, shit. Queen of Wands. All okay. right. And what kind of nurse am I? Yeah, um, I can really see that for you. Mm-hmm. 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 So the image of this uh, a Disney villain's tarot card is the Snow White evil queen, and she's holding the poisoned apple, and then behind her is, like, her ugly version. I feel like this is very Gemini that needs to be, you know, in control of a patient. You're either gonna get my, like, queenly I'm put together, or I'm gonna be an ugly, evil bitch (laughs) ready to poison you. I'm that nurse that if you fucking talk shit about me when I walk out the room and I hear you, I will just unplug the cord. (laughs) I have the power, so don't fuck with me. And you better compliment me until me i'm the prettiest of all the land uh, what i see for that is that when you go into the room you're bringing a certain amount of energy that that person an needs, authority like an authority and not, I, I wasn't even thinking authority more like a humor like mm. uh, good, good you know warm feelings mm. when yeah. you need in that cold sterile hospital environment you're, yeah you're bringing something that's you're like i'm not gonna go with the groove you know yeah. i'm gonna do things a little different around I'm here not like, i'm, I'm not, not like, like other nurses <laughs> No, you like look over at me unplugging people. I'm not like her. Yeah, like my joke is like the person in the room has just been killed by you because you're just chaos. And I'm like, don't, don't worry about it. I'll take care of you. I won't let her over. (laughs) I'm just keep looking at this picture of lightning (laughs) striking this tree. It's really aggressive. Thank like God really I did not become I'm a nurse. I'm like very composed and like very, I look like I'm in control. I look like I'm Mine's like. It's chaos. Yours is very scary. <sighs> so well, that was fun. Um, I thought that after all of this mm-hmm. that we've talked about so far, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about how we don't score as high on IQ tests, but we do save more mm-hmm. lives. Okay. So Speak for yourself, I thought that we could all do 10 ways to develop our spiritual intelligence. I can't wait. I need I need a list. I know. How would I ever develop what my this spiritual article? What intelligence this? without this article? If it fucking says, have you tried just thinking positive? I will fucking kill you. So. <laughs> Stop. I didn't go through all the questions. I looked at the first question. That laughed. was enough. I looked at the first question and laughed and I was like, this is all I need. Of course. So this is tip one to become more spiritually intelligent. <laughs> Question, so tip one, if questions, is it worth living? So what do you expect from life? The answer to this question makes clear the characters of each human being. Um, everyone expects something, has a meaning in life, blah, 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 blah. So basically, you need to ask if questions, like, is what I'm doing worth living? And at first I was like, I see that, but then I was like, I don't see this at all, actually, because sometimes you go through things that are just... No, I actually really, I I really like that. I think that they may have just not gone into enough detail about it. No, like, like no detail. Like, like actually, there's zero detail. Um, This comes down to, like, my spiritual Mm -hmm. truth, I guess, of thinking about intention and you know that's kind of a muddled like almost overused word now but really whenever i'm feeling like i'm lost or i'm you know feeling disconnected from something like me just going back to the basics and going to the root of it and asking like really simple questions like why am i doing this or like what feels off about it or what am i trying to accomplish because sometimes it's really easy to get bogged down in the details or emotional like upset about things and does it feel good if not why those are like just just going back to really basic questions like does it feel good what you know like what are you trying to accomplish like mm-hmm. is this wh- what do it? you care about like and if it's nothing then yeah maybe and no no <laughs> <laughs> so this is tip two other questions <laughs> okay was this, was this written by me so it says, a philosopher goes deeper 
proposes other complex but powerful questions such as why am I in the world? Do I have a mission? What is the meaning of my existence? What do I expect after death? Why yeah. so much suffering? This sounds like the most annoying Sagittarius to me. I know. I was trying to think what sign wrote this. Sag. And my guess was Pisces because of this really big emphasis on let's just ask questions. No, Pisces would have done it a little bit more artistic. Oh, I feel like God. because it's like so sh like, like I feel like Sag maybe wrote this because it's quick it's maybe it's not enough. It's not enough sass for this, but maybe they like had to meet a quota of certain yeah, articles, so like we've talked about before. Like an hour. But or like Sag is very much like, eh, it's good enough. If it's close, call it. <laughs> so like, let's ask really big things and bring up big topics, but go into no detail about it and move on. Like maybe Sag. Mm -hmm. Um. So maybe like. Oh, I know. A Capricorn with a Mercury in Sag. Okay. It's all business. It's structured. It's kind of boring. But it's then, a fire. But like, you know, you ask the big questions. So basically tips one and two are the same fucking thing. Ask yourself big questions all the time. I can see why that would improve your spiritual intelligence, you know? Instead of going yeah. day to day, just thinking about small things, you know, once a week, just be like... Is there a God? You know, yeah. what are the limits of the universe? Right. You know, mind stretching questions yeah. where your mind actually has to like hurt a bit to mm -hmm. think about the answer. Yeah. That's helpful. Or like ask yourself questions that you know don't actually have answers. Mm -hmm. I feel like, mm -hmm. and you know, and, you know, I feel like that could improve your spiritual intelligence. We're already better nurses. Oh my God. So, <laughs> Nurse lightning. And they need to print this out and give it to nurses. <laughs> <laughs> so three. The ability to know how to distance yourself. When the author speaks of distance, it is not a matter of distance physically, but mentally. Knowing how to distance yourself from a situation is essential to better understand it. It is like that situation. The outsider can judge the situation with different eyes. So take, your, uh, take distance from issues, situations, fights, blah, 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 and it, you can become more impartial. So I'm implying like sleep on it? Kind of I don't thing. know. The thing that I was taking away from it was when you... More like Cl Kelly Clarkson, like, walk away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you have a spiritual belief about something, um, take an outsider's approach. Like, observe yourself impartially as best as you can. Try to not, like, look through the, the lens of, like, confirmation mm -hmm. bias type Like, is thing, what you're like... believing, uh, does it make sense for everyone? Mm -hmm. Or does it... Uh, is this belief inherently... Um, privileged in some way because mm -hmm. Imogen and I had a really interesting conversation about people that don't distance themselves from mm -hmm. anything this, really. This, from anything really. But that you know how some people will post like, "Oh, God is so good. I just got this brand new half million dollar house," mm -hmm. and like it doesn't really make sense. Like I don't I don't believe that God just gives some people half million dollar homes and makes some people live in poverty. I agree. So I don't believe that it makes sense to say. God gave this to me mm -hmm. when something great happens to you. I think it's possible, obviously. I think but it I, might be one thing to, if you think that way, to like maybe mm -hmm. thank God for opportunities. Yeah, to thank God for opportunities that led to that. But like, be like, God gave me this God house. God gave me this house. Daddy bought me this house. <laughs> so I think in those situations, distance yourself from it and take a step back and be like, does it make sense that the creator of the universe gave me a house and someone else not? You know? <laughs> Think about it from a bigger fucking point of view. Yeah. And things kind of start or to make sense. Goddess, yeah. Or goddess. Thank you. Or, you know, sentient universe. Yeah. So, tip four. <laughs> <laughs> the ability to go beyond. Francesc Taralba calls this capacity for self-transcendence. For him, it is not to be content to see beyond and to have hope. It is about overcoming limits, not believing in them and wanting to overcome them. It is a capacity that goes beyond religious meaning. Anyone can awaken that capacity themselves. I have no idea what that means. The ability so, to go beyond. This is so weird because, like, I feel like this isn't what they're. Mm -hmm. They're. This is not what they're implying at all. But what comes to mind for me is, like, if you ever exercised for no. all. <laughs> and been like I'm dying I mm -hmm. can't go any longer and then all of a sudden you're like only five seconds left and just when you're about to give up for Spurt some reason like you just push harder and like you go and it doesn't seem as hard and you like push to the last five five mm -hmm. seconds I feel like there is sort of like a, a an in-between or a connection with that sort of 
mm-hmm. energy or magic. I and like that. Just going, going beyond. just slightly beyond whatever it's talking about, whether it is beliefs, whether it is goals, whether it is relationships, whether it is, you know, planning mm-hmm. for something. Like, whatever you're thinking, whatever your limits are, like, go bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think, but for stretching our spiritual intelligence, like what you're saying, mm-hmm. take what you believe about the universe and stretch that belief, like, as far as it can go. Like, and then then, and then understand the possibility that it probably goes beyond goes even beyond, that. Goes beyond yeah. even that. And then just keep going. And just I know, feel like stretching yeah. your brain like that would yeah. be... Like doing that every once in a while. And Hell having yeah. the knowledge and the belief that even when you think you can't go beyond, you still can, or there is still something beyond, you might just not be capable of understanding mm-hmm. or getting there yet. Obviously, you and I, we've reached the limits of understanding. And we've gone to all the universes we've gone and to back. all the universes and back. That's why we, we are, have this podcast. Yeah, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> So, so <laughs> tip five to be more spiritually intelligent. The, the con- best nurse you the can. The best nurse you can be. Five, <laughs> the consciousness, in parentheses, admiration of existence. The human being has an innate and unique power of admiration. Other beings, such as irrational plants and animals. Okay, what the fuck does that okay, mean? But anyways. First of all, Phoebe's not irrational. She is. She is. <laughs> she absolutely is (laughs) exist but are unaware of their existence to admire something or someone you need to be aware of your existence the existence of the other and have some distance tip from earlier a landscape a work a painting a starry sky a beautiful body okay i can do that one or any other beauty that causes us admiration requires a necessary distance and an awareness of existence have you ever admired anything (laughs) what (laughs) when we become aware of our that just had like a breakdown when we when we become aware of our existence we have a beautiful surprise the surprise leads us to love and enjoy life okay i like that um using admiration to stretch your um spiritual intelligence like looking at something admiring it and seeing it in its spot in the big design of the universe Mm -hmm. i feel like thinking about something like that could stretch your mind Mm mm-hmm um i have nothing to say to that do you admire things here in your desk yeah okay i also tuned out a little bit because phoebe was yawning and like i just got suffocated by her fucking rotten breath over here my old dog man all her Mm -hmm. teeth are falling out poor baby but it's like deadly when she yawns yeah i know it's bad i've smelled it it's bad i've lived it poor babe tip six is self-knowledge Spiritual intelligence is the best path to self-knowledge. When we cultivate this intelligence, we come to know ourselves better, understand our essence, differentiate what is our personality and character from what is represented. What do we do in... Oh, God, man, the way this is written doesn't make any sense. But I totally get it. Self-knowledge, isn't that the whole point of this podcast? Getting to know ourselves better. Honestly, yeah. I can't remember who it was and... I'm sorry I never replied back to you. I, I don't know if you messaged me on DM or like in, on Instagram or if it was a voice message or something, but somebody had been, had like implied like, hey, have you guys ever thought about changing the name of the podcast? Because speaking of which, like it started off really witchy and now it's like more, I don't know exactly what they said, but it's like mm-hmm. not as like witchcraft focused as it initially kind of was. But I was like, no. Well, <laughs> this first is our of name. all, this is our name. Uh, <laughs> second of all, like, no, I think that is the beauty of witch witchcraft, or even identifying as spiritual in some sense. Mm-hmm. Or it encompasses everything. Yeah, I I feel like if you're Wiccan or you're more structured in your kind of witchy practices, then yeah, that might not fit as well, but. We've never identified as, you know, strictly like Wiccan or something like that. Like we have very open spiritual idea ideas and we're very curious about everything. And we just want to talk about self-awareness and spirituality and any sort of topic that makes us perk mm-hmm. up a little bit. You know what you said? I just had this memory. Did I ever tell you about the time in sixth grade where I initiated myself into Wicca in the attic? <laughs> yes, you have, but it has been a 
been a while. And then I think I followed that up with like me being like 10 in the public library, checking oh, out yeah. like 10 books and like writing sigils in my notebook and then convincing myself that I couldn't become a witch because I didn't have the right herbs to take this full moon ritual bath. And then it basically told me like, you can't become a witch if you don't take this like Herb initiation bath. bath. So, like, so I was like, oh, forget it then. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, went on my it. way. <laughs> being a witch is not worth it. I was like, it. ugh, I can't buy these supplies. Forget <laughs> it. So that made me think of, especially tying it to self-knowledge. Yeah. It's funny how we start at certain places. And I just, I know so much more about myself that if I were to go back and do something like that, I would have, it's the, the more we know about ourselves, the more we can incorporate that into mm -hmm. like what we do spiritually. Yeah. I feel like speaking of which and the title just encompasses like self-discovery and self-exploration of mm -hmm. whatever it means. Like what like, kind of nurse are you? Yeah. Like what kind of, yeah. And like, like what kind of cult are you in? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of, you know, just the mm -hmm. fun, simple things. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. I forgot about that. Um, we should that just message. do. Like, I hope. I hope that the person who sent me that too is not like. I'm not like. Um. No. No. Like, not replying to it's that. It's just more so like you know. No, this is our name. <laughs> and uh, we should do just a super witchy podcast. You'll have to play in it. That's fine. And we should do one that um, think, keeps our namesake alive. And it yeah. should just be super weird. I mean, I feel like I'm always trying to... I feel like when I used to plan the episodes, they were a lot more witchy-based. Because I am much more witchy mm. than you. It's not a competition, but it's more so especially... The, <laughs> <laughs> well, way to make it into one. <laughs> well, no, what I was going to say is, like, especially in the last year or two, mm. you've definitely found yourself more interested in, like, biblical studies and things like that, which is pulled you away a little bit from some of the occult practices that you had when we first started this. So to accommodate like both of our belief systems and to accommodate both of our philosophies of life, like it's just easier to focus the episodes on things like psychology articles and still play with our tarot cards, which like kind of link us both together. Like we still love and appreciate things like tarot and Oracle, but as mm -hmm. far as like our daily spiritual practices, they're extremely different than they were when mm -hmm. we started this but once Mine, you're, once not you're, so much once but you're yours a, yes once you're a witch though you're always witchy absolutely you know so like i i even but like I'm just me saying, like moving into like theology and stuff yeah like, it's just it's still so witchy yeah you know it's oh my like, god like it, listen religion is witchy it is okay witchy. and i'm not saying it's not it's just like i don't think you're out there doing like like it's full like the, it's like that rituals. shadow work thing. Do you know what I mean? When I was like, reading that Christian book, and I was like, they're doing shadow work, and they won't call it that. Mm -hmm. We're all witchy. We just are all using different words for what we're doing. Absolutely. So self knowledge, great. Love so it. So glad that we okay, have that. Okay, back on being the best nurse we can be. Seven, the ability to value. This is another uniquely human capacity. Ethical experience, the ability to decide what is right and what is wrong. Um, we need to value this ability, review our values, and live up to them. So, yeah, I feel like reviewing your values, trying to live up to them, and yeah. setting goals for yourself about what you believe, that could stretch your emotional intelligence. And Not only values, but I think, like, your ethics behind, like, some of the practices that you do, whether it is, like, a business or whether it is, like, you know, your ethics around friendships, relationships, or even career or things like that, like, kind of having a good grasp not only on if they've changed or if they flexed, but like what they are in general, I feel like. And why do you believe them? And then take that distance thing. Okay. Now take a step back. Yeah. Why do you think that that's correct? Yeah. You know? I feel like always reassessing what like your values and your ethics are around the way you live your life is something that is so fucking important that I wish more people would do, especially things like political or governmental leaders, mm -hmm. um, things like, you know, our teachers and our people who have like some sort of role of authority over other people or children or even animals like the people who are doing it and doing it well are those who have ethics that they live by and that they're constantly reevaluating and like assessing you know like great, have they changed. Yeah, a great example of reassessing your values to stretch your spiritual intelligence mm -hmm. and veganism is a great example because <clears throat> veganism as a whole makes sense for our environment, right? Mm -hmm. And vegetarianism, mm -hmm. you know, not cutting down forests for cattle. Yep. Um not overfishing and depopulating the oceans, blah, blah, blah. There are things in that that makes sense. Yep. And it, it's a value to be vegan. But 
there are people that uh, live in food deserts and don't have access to fruits, vegetables, yep. nuts, and seeds. Yep. There are people that live in cultures like where meat plays like a religious role. Mm-hmm. And there, there's, there's all these intersections that we have to think mm-hmm. about. So if you are like, if you start out like really gung ho vegan, mm-hmm. eventually you have to reassess your values when you look at veganism in a global context. Yep. So like that is an example of as you grow, having to step back and reassess your values. Yeah. And I feel like for me, this is a good example too, because I, I I'm a good example of that. And like, it's, mm-hmm. it also, it also matters how you come into something like veganism because you're still very vegan and I am more plant-based than anything because I eat fish and eggs now. I still do not eat dairy and mm-hmm. at least I try not to. If I do, it's on accident and it is not a good look for me. Um, but I, I eat fish and eggs now and that was more of like a health choice for me. I felt like I was really lacking and struggling to get certain um food groups that those provided to me and yes there was other ways to do it but at that point in my life i felt like it was all or nothing yeah i felt like being vegan or being caring for plants and animals and uh, and the environment in general and like the future of you know humanity and the planet earth like i still felt like i was doing more than I was before and still allowing myself to feel like I was taking care of like my person and having that flexibility of knowing like I still care, but I also still care to make sure that I'm getting what I need, like nutrition wise. And yeah, feeling like I'm flexing, like, why am I doing this? Is Mm -hmm. this for a good reason? Like, it's like... Yeah, I don't know. Like I sometimes we have to reassess our values, and it makes us smarter in the long run. Yeah, and I yeah, I feel like that's a that is a good example of someone who's you know trying to have a belief system of like maybe trying to help the environment by starting with the food that you put on your plate, or even as simple as like if you're not vegan, but like you t- you make a point to get your meat um or your livestock from a like local farmer who like knows and raises the cattle to like be Mm -hmm. loved and like you know what i mean and not like yeah (laughs) well i know you're coming from the vegan but at the same time like it's much different than thinking about like the trail of what you're eating whether it was grown in a fucking tank or in a cage versus if it roamed the land like Killing is still killing, mm. but like just, thinking about your ethics mm-hmm. and what works for you behind that. Yeah, is like what you're matters. saying, if you go too gung ho with a new value system that mm-hmm. you've just learned, you're gonna learn very quickly that nothing applies in every situation. Absolutely, and it fucking sucks and it's very annoying. Yep, but that's just the way it fucking is. Yeah, you know, and, and like you know, in five years, ten years from now, I might go really, really strict vegan again, or I might flex and start eating certain things that I don't currently now. I see where I'm at very comfortable, but I said that five years ago when I wasn't, well, I don't know, I think I've been mostly plant-based for over five years, but like 10 years ago, if you told me that I would be eating predominantly plant-based and having a few years where I was really, really vegan, like I would have been like, <laughs> no, fuck no. You know what I mean? But you yeah. just never know. You grow and change as a person and the way that you view your ethics and values mm-hmm. will change. So let me try and get these last two in and then we can be done. Okay. So A is the aesthetic pleasure. The human being is sensitive enough to delight in the natural beauty and artistic manifestation. This kind of sounds like admiring. So it sounds like they just kind of did the second... Read the whole thing, though, because I was interested until you stopped. (laughs) (laughs) It says, You don't see an irrational animal watching the sunset with the depth that a human being is capable of. This is a primary impulse of ours, to seek beauty, seek goodness, and the meaning of these two factors in our lives. Do you admire your ability to see beauty? Oh, I guess it's a little different. So... I like aesthetic pleasure as an idea. Like when you seek beauty and then the spiritual intelligence would be observing your ability to observe the beauty, like to stretch your mind a little, you know, just like observing yourself, observing beauty and then how just absurd the whole concept is as a, as a whole, I can see why that would make you more spiritually intelligent. Well, see when I think of like aesthetic beauty, I feel like it connects more instead of the visuals, the visuals 
this is going to be so annoying, but I'm just going to link this to synesthesia again because that is what comes to mind. Mm -hmm. When I'm setting up a room or a piece of artwork or, you know, I'm visually trying to like pick an outfit or whatever, yes, it connects to the aesthetic of, you know, how it looks and the, what I find beautiful. But what I find beautiful in the looks of aesthetic like pleasure links to me how I feel. And so certain colors, certain arrangements of, of, you know, rooms of highs and lows of shelves and artwork and things like that, not only aesthetically pleasing to me, that means that it feels good to me. So there is a spiritual connection to me between, and maybe this is just my Taurus moon talking and my mm -hmm. like synesthesia way, but like visuals colors aesthetic and beauty links to me with health and vitality and wellness and mm -hmm. happiness overall overall life aesthetic you when know I, that keeps it all rolling when i walk into a house that has like no intention of aesthetic and it's chaotic and it's disorganized or maybe it's clean but it's like clearly they didn't have an aesthetic like want or need or draw to it I don't feel well in the room. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like if you walk into a doctor's office that's like sterile and like rigid, like you don't feel comfortable. You don't feel good. So to me, the links go beyond just being like something is pretty and understanding beauty is spirituality. It's like that link between what like... What beauty brings you comfort. Or not even comfort. Just like how visuals can affect your soul or like your spiritual health mm -hmm. and vitality damn it's love a, it it's a big concept but it's something that like yeah i i mean that, that to me that works a lot alongside tarot as well mm -hmm. you know you don't there's that's why there there's is a huge aesthetic so component to tarot many decks out there and there is a deck for everyone multiple decks for everyone and like if you have a visceral reaction, emotionally, physically, whatever it is, spiritually, to looking at the artwork of a deck or talk, like working or just even like, mm -hmm. like you said, shuffling through, like circling back to the beginning of the podcast, just looking through the decks, not even interpreting them can make you feel happy or comforted or entertained of some sort. So I do think that there is a spiritual connection to intelligence and the ability to like understand aesthetic or whatever you see as beautiful. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like that wrap around. Absolutely. One so, more. Um, the last two can be combined. So okay. nine is discover mysteries. Okay. <laughs> okay. And um, then ten is pursue wisdom. So. Okay. I feel like they could have wrapped it into like maybe seven. Something a lot of better. Yeah. They could have wrapped that up into they seven. They could have maybe wrapped it up. But they needed ten because it's a click it's more clickable. Uh -huh. Oh like ten whole options? Thank Top God. Ten. Top ten. So um I think that's great. You know, discover some mysteries. Yeah, we do that all the time. But also, um Is that why so many people are into like serial killers and stuff oh, like yeah. that? Oh yeah, I love that like, shit as you know. And um but also, like, tarot is, like, a, is considered, like, a mystery practice, you know? It's very mysterious. Oh, yeah, it's very, uh-huh. And so there's something about mystery that draws us in and <clears throat> stretches our understanding of things. And then 10, pursue wisdom. Obviously, it's not, you know, it, it, a lot of us could use a push to be a little more wise, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I feel like that just comes down to, too, like, being complacent or being just, like, you know, uninspired <clears throat> to like learn and expand your knowledge. Like if you're just somebody that just wants to watch like fucking, I don't know. Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. I mean, no, no harm, no foul. If like you're into that show, but I've it's never more... seen an episode. So if I, you, I'm going to watch an episode after this and become addicted. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there is, yeah, but there's also something to say about like allowing yourself to like check out intellectually mm -hmm. But, like, if you just have no want or need to, like, become a wiser, better person, then, like, you're just... First of all, if you are that person, goals, and I wish I was you. <laughs> I don't. I'd be happier. Because, honestly, some of the dumbest people I know still have or show signs of wanting to be smarter or wanting mm. to be wiser than they are. And, like, maybe they just don't have the resources or the understanding of where to start. That's spiritual intelligence. And yeah. if only they had listened to this podcast episode. Yeah, and you know who? is so wise. Spiritually intelligent. The sexiest of nurses. Our supporters. <laughs> 
This is a list of people who support the Speaking of Which podcast, and uh, I don't know what I, <laughs> I just like completely blanked out. And I we thank like, you. <laughs> did we, I, was, I guess what I was stopping was like, did I say thank you to the supporters last week? I don't know if I did. But if not, thank you so much to Sarah N, Julie C, Anna M, Teresa D, Heather A, Alyssa S, Rebecca PK, Lindsay M, Dominic B, Melanie W, Catherine L, Phil K, Jesse D, and David B. Those are our sexy nurses who are the smartest of smart, and they have gone over to support the Speaking of Which podcast. If you love this podcast or even sort of like it and you want to financially support us, you can do so for a dollar a month, $5 a month, or even $10 a month if you really love us and want to support us. We do these every single week, and we have not missed a single week. And we have gone through some traumatic experiences, and we still pumped out episodes so we are consistent we are here for you you can count on us Mm -hmm. so your dollars would be backed wisely by helping us out if you can't or you don't want to financially support us but you'd like to support us in another way you can share this episode or our podcast with a friend or on a social media platform we love instagram stories we love that just make Mm -hmm. sure you tag us so we can share it and if you want to do us another solid, you can go over and rate our podcast five stars on Apple or Google Podcasts. Yes. And give us like the most random fucking review. Like it, mm-hmm. make it not make sense. Okay. Yes. Someone please review. I pursued the mystery here. Mm, <laughs> love it. Lightning nurse, sexy queen of wands. I'm nurse chaos. Yeah. Let, yeah. Make that your review. I'm nurse chaos. <laughs> we love you all very much. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. And thank you again so much to our supporters. Maybe one day we'll get actually like sponsored by a company or something. It'd be a big mistake That would be for a them. big fucking mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Um, any final words? No, I just, I love everyone so much. Okay, shut up. All right, bye. (laughs)